The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a pun-free zone. Uh, My name is Greg Tepper. Mm-mm. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, <laughs> sorry, something on Twitter just made me laugh, or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Over there at the helm today. Who enjoys puns? Is Ashley Pickle. May I say. Hello, Ashley. Hello. What would you like to do first, fourth through the door? You remember, wow, moving quickly. Uh, Christopher, Nicholas Morton, Ed McElroy, and Greg Veet. Welcome in, guys. We have uh, another person in the studio, though, right? We do. Uh... Bring your head in here. Can you see him? That's Nick. Nick is a UNT student. Oh, cool. What's Nick doing here? Nick is, uh, he is watching the show and mm-hmm. enjoying his time at the beautiful uh, mothership. Yeah? That yep. all? Yep, that's He's it. just here to visit? Yep. Why are you shaking your head, Nick? Is she lying to me? No. Why are you nodding? He is here to, he has an article to write uh-huh. about a recent UNT graduate, which I am one. Uh, oh. Graduated in May. So So just to be clear, this is a capital J journalist who is mm-hmm. here, and you are the subject of what I'm sure will be an excellent article. He's probably just going to rag on me the whole time. We worked together for like four years. It's a yes or no question, Ashley. Are you having an article written about you? Did you fly it's in a private jet? Don't answer a question the with a other question. day. Don't answer a question. That's with a what question. a good journalist would do. No, they yeah, wouldn't. Capital J. Do, that, no, did answer the question. Is there going to be an article written about you? Yes, there is. Okay. Did you ride in a private jet this week? Today is Thursday, October 31st, <laughs> yes 2019. No <laughs> 28 days until Thanksgiving. Four weeks from today, folks. Episode 848-848, Jeff Francoeur's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Fascinating. Frenchy. On today's <laughs> show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. We've got Thursday games to watch, uh, including a college game that hopefully Sean. won't be interesting. Like, hopefully won't be interesting. If it's interesting, it's interesting for only bad ways for the state of Texas. <laughs> Plus a bunch of really interesting college uh, high school games. We'll get into that. Then we'll be joined by a big-time guest. Abilene Cooper coach Aaron Roan will join us. The Cougars are 9-0 and um, and off to a terrific start. Uh, have the off week this week before they take on, uh, before they finish up their year or their regular season and then head into playoffs. We'll talk with Coach Roan, who's done a terrific job in his second year there with the Cougars. Then we'll get to the picks, my high school football predictions, and we'll round it all out. Ishmael with Johnson will join us. With the show being over. Ish, Ish is going to come say hi, 
welcome in the people, and then we're going to say goodbye. Is that really the kind of impact, like imprint you want to give that could be reflected in the article? Yes. About you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If everyone knows how much I hate free money, I am okay with that. Wrap it all up with free money. America's favorite. <laughs> so, today's Thursday. What all else day. is today? All day. I guess it's Halloween. What is Hank for Halloween? He'll be like a dragon Aww. or like a dinosaur type thing. I haven't figured it out. I've seen him in it, and I still, I still don't know, know what it is. It is. My, just, my brother I mean? did that when he was little. We had a dragon dinosaur thing. It's like a thing green thing with a tail. Cool. Could be one of those. We'll just say it's a dragon. <laughs> anyway, uh, dragon dinosaur thing. But there's also big football games tonight while you're out trick-or-treating. Pull it up on your phone. Um, you can pull it up on your phone, walk around, or if you're or if you're sitting at home handing out uh, candy. Which is what I will be doing. Like it's a welfare state. <laughs> just giving out handouts. I thought this was America. A uh, bunch of games <laughs> over tonight. We'll start with the college game. And we'll get to this in free money at the end of the show as well. But uh, number no, number eleven Baylor uh, welcomes in West Virginia. West by God, Virginia. We're starting to get Country into th- road. Take me home. Is this what you want in the article? Yeah. Um, so it's the only song you allow me to sing here. So it's the only song you tried to sing. That's true. Um, Baylor welcomes in West Virginia. It is Big Twelve Thursday night season. Uh, and it kicks off tonight with Baylor welcoming in West Virginia. And what's interesting is, so Baylor's undefeated. Baylor's big favorite in this game. Baylor should roll. Baylor, everything points to a Baylor victory. It's it should be a should be a good crowd, even though it's going to be cold in Waco. Should be a good crowd. National TV. Baylor's the better team. Blah blah blah. The Baylor hasn't. Baylor's lost the last three to um, to West Virginia. Um, and including um, last last year, if you remember, Baylor entered the game, entered Morgantown as the favorite, and just got ambushed uh, by, by West Virginia and ended up losing that game. Um, this will be a really interesting game uh, if Baylor comes out like cold, if they don't start the game well and they let West Virginia hang around. Uh, but, I mean, Baylor is the better team. They should be... A, if, if, if Baylor's as good as we think they might be, and I think that if Baylor is as good as Baylor fans hope that they are, then they should dominate this game. And it shouldn't be much of a game to see. But we'll see. You never know. It's, it's a conference game. you got to take care of business. You kind of threw in a pun there. You said if they come out cold. But I don't think you meant it as in, like, temperature-wise. But it is cold. <laughs> he hates puns. And I love There's a bunch of them. high school games tonight as well. <laughs> Uh, a major District 13-6A clash going down tonight. Round Rock welcomes in uh, Pflugerville-Hendrickson. Uh, this is in District 13-6A. Uh, Hendrickson uh, really absolutely positively. In fact, you know what? Am I looking at this right? So they're 1-5 in, in district. Oof. They have to win out to have a shot. And even then... Actually, no. They are eliminated from playoff contention. Never mind. Because they can't get to four wins. And they're 5 Four teams with 34 wins. Anyway, they're out of playoff contention. This is a huge game for Round Rock. This is a game they've got to hold serve. 
Uh, they are still very much in the thick of it right now. The season into right now, they will be in the playoffs. They got to hold serve against a team like Fluorville Hendrickson, who they can, who they should be able to beat. Uh, Frisco High is in action tonight against Frisco Memorial. That should be a game that that Frisco High dominates. Major game in four A Division One. Springtown uh, takes on Wichita Falls Hershey. Mm-hmm. That game is in Wichita Falls, um, and a critical matchup in that in that kind of wild four four A Division One, and. For Springtown, this is a game that that you you feel like their defense should lead the way, but Hershey's playing really good ball right now. And I think you ask anybody who's played them in recent weeks, this is a team that's playing a lot better than their record indicates. Uh, this game could get hairy for the number nine team in the state uh, in Springtown. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, down in fourteen six A, Bridgeland takes on Cy Lakes, uh, and Bridgeland uh, looking to clinch a playoff spot. And this is this is one of those. This is one. Well, let's put it this way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do some bracketology here in in a quick in a quick second. The winner of this, it, I believe, the winner of this game is in, and the loser of this uh, game is out. I mean, I can give Tony Ballack will be there, and he gave us Blaylock, a whole yeah. whole breakdown on it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure if if Silex wins, then they feel pretty good about getting in. This is would be their tenth game of the year. Bridgeland, I don't think they clinch playoffs with a win. Bridge, Silex. Yes won't clinch but will likely be in the yes. playoffs this is more or less a playing game for the most part i'm kind of doing some some bracketology right um, on the fly here but this is a huge game down there in 14 to 6 say bridgeland and Cy Lakes. Uh, another big game in the houston area strake jesuit takes on uh, george ranch uh keep an eye on strake jesuit um the way that things are breaking down as far as who's going to division one who's going to division two there's a fair chance Drake Jesuit could be on that short list of contenders. But first and foremost, they got a big game against a team in George Ranch that's playing a lot better recently. Uh, they've played a lot better um, recently. Can they uh, can they find a way to get past uh, a straight Jesuit? That's a key. That's going to be, I think, a key matchup for them. A huge game there in 23-6A. Uh, another game that we've kind of had our eye on for a while now. At one point, this was a matchup of, um, I don't know if Hightower's ever been up. Uh, uh, ranked, I can't remember off the top of my head, but in District 10, 5A Division 1, uh, it's Alvin Shadow Creek, the number two team in 5A Division 1, uh, taking on Four Pen Hightower, a dangerous Four Pen Hightower team that has already pulled a couple of upsets uh, and probably has some upset uh, an upset on its mind. Look, I don't think there's any doubt that Shadow Creek has to be your favorite in this game, but Hightower is certainly good enough to give them a scare. Uh, so keep keep an eye on them. Uh, other games in the Austin area, McCallum takes on Crockett. Uh, Spring Westfield, the number nine team in 6A, takes on Aldine Nimitz. Down the Valley, Los Fresnos takes on Brownsville Hanna in District 32 6A. Uh, and that is uh, another key district matchup. If you go down to District 32 6A, um, you've, got f- you've got Harlingen and San Benito at the top, in the top two spots. And then you have the other four teams all at one and two in district. Here are two of those teams. In Los Fresnos and Brownsville, Hannah. Uh, I don't have to tell you that if you win this game, that's a huge step forward. And if you lose this game, that is a significant, significant setback. So, big game down there. Um, of course, we have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com. Read uh, Jay Plotkin's um, preview of the Thursday uh, Thursday games, uh, Thursday viewing guide at TexasFootball.com. Uh, you can see all that. A lot of good stuff on uh, TexasFootball.com. So, go check it out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State.
I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, premium podcasts like Tep and Step, uh, which is up right now, your Week 10 preview. I have I have been told by people that Tep and Step is a good podcast to listen to as you're driving to your game. Uh, that has been told to me by at least three people. So... Oh, those are some those are some good numbers right there. Three people. Yeah, it's a sample size. <laughs> it's a sample size. Out of what five? No, three people have said that I listened to Tep and Step on my way to the game. All right. Unsolicited. Okay. TexasFootball.com/insider. Don't listen to Ashley. Become an insider. She wants. She, oh, she, okay. Come that's, on. That's what we're, no, we're all about. You people. should become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And it's um, and it's a holiday, so throw that out there like we always do. Get your sweetheart a subscription for Halloween, spooky season. Let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in the head coach of the nine and O, Abilene Cooper Cougars. We're joined by Coach Aaron Roan on the hotline. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are things doing out? Well. How are things out in the big country? Oh, they're good. Sun's shining today, and so uh, it's been a, it's a beautiful day today. Uh, you guys are on your uh, your idle week or your your uh, open week uh, after a nine and zero start. Um, you're in your second year there at at at, at Cooper. Last year six and six. Uh, this year, obviously, off to an, an unbelievable start for you guys. Uh, in your mind, what has been the biggest difference between last year and this year? Um, you know, I think we've got a good group of seniors, good senior leadership, um, has been a big factor, I think for us, uh, guys that have, um, continued to buy into what we do and, and what we want to be about, um, you know, and have focused on, uh, team chemistry a lot, uh, in the off season and those types of things. And, um, you know, we're fortunate that, um, you know, we're playing, playing some decent football. Is there a moment, was, has there been a moment this year, um, or maybe a, a particular game, um, that you came out of it and you thought, man, you know, maybe maybe we do have something special here. Has, has there been that kind of moment or has it been this kind of thing that you, you've known from the start? Um, you know, we felt good, you know, throughout the throughout the offseason. We had a young group last year, so we've got a lot of returners back, guys with varsity experience and um, maybe not starters, but just some playing time quality reps on a Friday night. Um, but, you know, we had some uh, adversity really uh, in week one against Keller. Keller mm-hmm. was a really good football team. Um, you know, uh, they've shown that and, uh, and, um, you know, kids battled and came away with, uh, you know, one point win, just kind of find a, found a way. And, um, that was something that was real pleasing to see, um, just, um, kind of grind it out and, and continue to play, um, that maybe we had in the past and thought, uh, you know, that, uh, we're on the right track. Uh, we're talking to Aaron Rowan, the head coach of the Appling Cooper Cougars here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag uh, TF Today. Uh, coach, it, th- there's been you know major improvement for you guys really on both sides of the ball, but the defense really strikes me as as an area where you guys have really stepped up and, and, and become better uh, this year. Uh, what have you seen from the defense this year uh, that has you guys uh, cooking so far? Um, you know, what's really been uh, good for us to see uh, as coaches is uh, – you know, our defensive kids really take in coaching. They soak it in. They're very coachable. Um, our coaching staff uh, um, does a good job of working with them. And really the uh, the eagerness of our defensive kids to take those coaching points and then put them into action, um, you know, has been real good to see. Um, you know, been opportunistic getting turnovers. Um, and those that you, you know, those things are always good when you can when you can win the turnover battle. 
Um, we've been fortunate to do that, but just the way that they're able to execute what, uh, you know, our game plans and adjustments that maybe, that maybe we have to make throughout the course of the game and they're able to put it into play. Well, and one of those guys on the defensive side that it seems like we're calling his name every week is Dylan Davis, your outstanding defensive back. We knew that this was a guy you were excited about, um, but he had, you know, two interceptions last year. It's a nice year for, for a junior year. Uh, he's got uh, 12 on the year right now. Um that's good coaching, Coach. Way to go! I'm sure that I'm sure that's all you, right? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was, but shoot, he's a he's an extremely hard worker. I mean, he's one of those that uh, that every coach loves to coach. Um, he listens to coaching. He works extremely hard. He puts himself in good situations, and then he knows what to do and break on the football. Um, he's fun. He's a fun kid to coach. As our senior, I can't say our, our senior class is good. Is a really good group of kids um, that are fun to coach. But uh, you know, Dylan's a, you know, he's a three-year varsity player, and um, he played every defensive back position last year. We had a lot of injuries, so he was kind of the, the guy that we had to move around quite a bit. And I think that um, he, doing that, he's really um, you know learned quite a bit. And um, and put that into into play this year. Uh, on the offensive side, it's hard not to look at the eye popping numbers of, of Noah Garcia and, and what he's been able to do uh, for you guys. The numbers are overwhelming, uh, but you know you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. Uh, what is it about your your running back Noah Garcia that you would say makes him special? Um, you know he he knows what to do when the ball's in his hands. He's very patient. Um, that's one thing that I've been. I'm real impressed watching him is his patience that he has back there. Um, he allows the big boys up front to to do their thing, and he doesn't rush it. He he lets it develop, and then when he finds a hole, he can he can stick it and go. And so that's one thing that I've been real uh, real pleased to see is uh, you know him progress. Uh, he had a, you know he showed us some things last year, um, and uh, he's worked extremely hard in the off season, developed a little bit more speed. Um, and uh, but his patience back there is is just one thing that I think kind of sets him uh, sets him apart. The other guy is is Aiden Thompson, uh, your, your quarterback there, and, and a guy who I know you know last year as as a sophomore had solid numbers and, and was a, was a solid quarterback for you guys. But it seems like he's really he's really improved uh, as a junior. He's moved, made that step. What have you seen? How do you think he's grown uh, as a signal caller for you guys? Um, you know, he's done a really good job of progressing from, uh, from his sophomore year to his junior year, does a really good job managing, uh, managing our offense, taking what, um, you know, what's given to us. Um, and one thing that he's, that, that, that he's done a good job, um, of that I've been pleased with is uh, limiting his mistakes in, in, in turnovers. He had a few too many last year. And that was one thing that he'd admit that he did too much of, uh, maybe forcing some things, um, last year but uh, you know he's progressed to that takes what you know takes what the defense um, gives us and uh, you know has been very efficient you guys are in your open week there's there's no game tonight no game tomorrow um what are you guys what are you guys looking to to do what do you guys want to accomplish uh in the, in this open week um you know what we've been using this as a, as a good opportunity um to continue to get better at what we do we do some um some good on good stuff where we can get um Fast reps is what we really want, um, uh, you know, speed on speed and those types of things. Um, and sometimes kind of get back to some techniques that, uh, um, you know, maybe not get overlooked. But depending on, you know, game planning and those types of things, you may um, not need that week or not really have. But to just kind of hone in on some things that um, that we could use in the future to make sure that they're still on our kids' mind and, and we're fresh and we're, and we're sharp, you know, in that area. But uh, what we've really been focusing is just speed on speed stuff. 
Uh, but it, there's still one more on the horizon. After next week is is uh, potentially, you know, a, a huge, huge game. It'll be at least for a share of the district title, depending on what happens when Amarillo plays Lubbock. Um, but you guys draw Amarillo at up at Dick Bivens Stadium uh, for what looks like it's going to be the District Two Five A Division One uh, Championship game next week. I'm, I I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but I know you've been pouring over film for for Amarillo. When you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against uh, next Friday, what do you see? Um, I think it's going to be a real tough competitive matchup. Uh, Amarillo High is playing really well right now. Coach Dunham uh, and his staff, uh, they do a really good job of getting their kids prepared um, and having good kids play at an extremely um, high level. And so uh, they're very physical. They play fast. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a tough competitive matchup, which, uh, you know, when you get to this point in the year, um, that's, how they, that's how they should be. No, absolutely. They, you know, they, they, they certainly should be that way. And, uh, you know, I want to ask you a little bit as, as we kind of wrap up here, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, how you've kind of grown into this role. You're here at this second year uh, with the with uh, the Cougars as as the head coach. How do you think you've changed as a head coach? Maybe as as you enter what game number 12 plus 9, 22 uh, next week? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, that was, uh, I think, the first thing that uh, I uh, talked with our coach and staff when I was at the end of last year. I said, you know, we've got a lot of room for improvement, and and, uh, and the one that can improve the most is me. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I've learned a lot over the, the course of last season and going into this season, but just um, managing things, I think, uh, you know, more comfortable with, you know, kind of no different than our kids with a little bit, of, with not a whole lot of experience, you know, when you have some little bit more experience, you have a little more, uh, you know, you feel more comfortable, if that makes any sense. And so I kind of told him I was right in the same boat y'all were at. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just uh, our coaching staff does a great job um, preparing. And, um, you know, I think I feel like I can uh, lean on those guys and, um, you know, be able to manage things on both sides of the football, uh, maybe a little bit better than I was able to do last year. But, uh, you know, it's a fun it's a fun coaching staff. It's a fun group of kids that we have here. They work extremely hard, do what we ask them to do. And so it's been a lot of fun. He's Aaron Roan. He's the head coach of the 9-0 Abilene Cooper Cougars. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start. Uh, enjoy the open week as much as you can, and then best of luck next week against Amarillo. Thanks. Thank you all. I appreciate you all having me. There he goes. Aaron Roan, the head coach. The Abilene Cooper Cougars joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, really, really remarkable turnaround for them. You know, 6-6 six and six last year. Uh, this is a program that, you know, Nine, ten wins is the standard. This is that's where they want to be. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you go back to those those '90s and 2000s, early 2000s uh, Cooper teams, and they were really cooking. Um, this is a this is a program that is, of course, has a lot of pedigree out there in the big country. It's cool to see them back. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mentioned to him that. Amarillo does play Lubbock this week. Amarillo will be sizable favorites against Lubbock uh, this week. And if they set that up, then it is head-to-head district championship on the line, plain and simple. Which he said when he picked up the phone, he goes, man, y'all must have been really scrounging for coaches this week. And I was like, nah. coach, you're, you're 9-0, man. You're undefeated, yeah. You're undefeated. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> undefeated on an open week. You probably got a little, you're probably a little bit less stressed yes. than you are right now <laughs> than you would be if you, if you had a game tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, of course. We, we've, you know, of course we've had a coach run on. It's been a long time coming. But we appreciate him taking a little bit of time for us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. 
Hey guys, the Texas Department of Transportation reminds you to be extra cautious when driving through busy energy work zones. No texting or talking on the phone while you're behind the wheel. Focus 100% on driving. Be patient. Give big trucks plenty of room. And as always, wear your seatbelt, whether you're a driver or passenger, day or night. Be safe. Drive smart. That's from our friends at the TxDOT. Yeah? Well, I completely agree. Be safe. Drive smart. Yes, and one other thing, and this is an, another thing. This is not a copy point from TxDOT, but I'm sure they would support me in this. Mm. Um, no, okay. you're going to you're okay. going to feel very bad for, for saying that in a minute. Um, tonight is Halloween. Um, there are going to be a lot of little kids yes. who are running around who are not interested in what your car is doing. Okay, they're not going to be paying attention. They're going to be darting they across the street. They want candy. They are going to be hopped up on sugar, and they are not going to be looking both ways. Tepper might be one of them. I'm staying at home. <laughs> um, so, if you are going to be out driving, first of all, don't. If you don't have to, just don't. Just stay home. That's fine. But if you need to drive, please, 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 especially through residential areas, go very slow. Mm-hmm. Put your headlights on. Make sure you're looking around. Keep your head on a swivel because those kids are not. Okay, let's be smart about this. Uh, please be very safe when you are out there on Halloween driving. There you go. That's not from Texas, but I'm sure I will go on the record to say Texas would probably endorse that. I would, yeah. So, yeah. I would agree with that. Anyway, week 10 of the Texas high school football season is upon us. Just two weeks left in the regular season, and there are large matchups all across the state. I put a couple of predictions down. A couple. Here are my predictions for week 10 of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. We're two weeks away from the Texas high school football playoffs, and there's still a lot to decide. These are the picks. Welcome to the Picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and can you believe it? We are into week 10 of the Texas high school football season. In fact, Friday night will be the first Friday night of November. Hard to believe that with the playoffs right around the corner. In fact, two weeks from today, we will be previewing playoff games. That's right. The Texas High School Bowl playoffs are nearly upon us. But there are huge games all across the state. In fact, it's a huge, huge slate of games in the small school ranks, 4A and below this week. But we start in Lancaster. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Beverly D. Humphrey Tiger Stadium in Lancaster. It is a massive 5A clash in the DFW Metroplex as the Lancaster Tigers welcome in the Highland Park Scots. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Lancaster's big plays. Lancaster's probably going to be the fastest team on every game that they play, and this game will be no different. And when you look at this roster, it's easy to see why. Trey Bradford, their running back, is lightning in a bottle. When you add in a guy like DQ James and Latrell Caples, they have absolute burners all over the field, and they hit home runs. They hit a lot of big plays. That is going to be a big advantage for them, not only in this game, but in every game going forward. Can Highland Park's defense, led by defensive end Prince Dorba, Hold Lancaster in check, or will the Tigers hit a few home runs? Key number two, HP's hot starts. Highland Park tends to come out of the gates fast. I think that's a credit to their outstanding coaching staff. And really, all year, they've thrown the first punch, except in two of their games. One of them was against Rockwall in the opener, where they went to the wire against the Yellow Jackets and ended up pulling out 
a close victory. The other one was their loss to Frisco Lone Star. So you can make an argument that the two times they haven't started fast have been their two toughest games. Now, look, the other games, they've been just fine, and quarterback Chandler Morris and company have lit it up in the first quarter. So can Lancaster's LaRondo Johnson and the Tigers' defense keep this thing close in the first quarter, or will Highland Park have another hot start? In key number three, cleanliness. Now, I'm not talking about keeping the locker room clean or freshly pressed jerseys. No, instead I'm talking about playing a clean game, which is an absolute necessity if you're going to beat Highland Park. This is a team that pounces on mistakes maybe better than any program in the nation. And last week, Lancaster's big win over Mansfield Timberview did come with a little bit of an asterisk. They committed 13 penalties in that game, and that simply is not going to cut it if you're going to knock off a team like Highland Park. Can Lancaster play a clean game, or will they give Highland Park something to pounce on? Who am I picking? I'm going with Highland Park. I've got to pick the Scots in this one because I think that they're going to be able to find a way to contain the Lancaster home run hitting ability. And more importantly, I think that they're going to be able to find a way around this dynamic Tigers defense using their quarterback Chandler Morris and most specifically his legs. Now look, Highland Park has been prone to turnovers in some of their games and Lancaster is happy to take those. I think they'll have an opportunity to turn the ball over a couple of times in this game. And if they can, then the Tigers have an outstanding shot of pulling off this victory. But for now, I think Randy Allen wins number 400. Give me Highland Park. Let's go to the South Plains, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Nolan Stadium in New Deal. It's a matchup of undefeateds as the Post Antelopes take on the New Deal Lions. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the big test. This is the only matchup of undefeated teams in the state of Texas in week 10, and it comes uh, with a big question which is, have these teams really been tested? You know, Post does have a very impressive win. Uh, they beat Abernathy in a rain-shortened game uh, back in non-district play, but, you know, the rain-shortened, the weather, you know, there's a couple of things that make it question whether or not uh, if that game had been played to its completion, if Post would have pulled off the win. Take nothing away from them. That's a great win for the Antelopes, but still. On the other side, for New Deal, they've only got one win this year over a team with a record above 500. That's their win over Olton a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is the biggest test for both of these teams so far. Can they pass it? Key number two, Post's push. The offensive line for Post is quite simply excellent. They're a big reason why they are averaging more than 300 yards per game on the ground with their running back Ashton Jefferson and their quarterback Tatum Thetford. This is a really dynamic Antelope's rushing attack that New Deal is going to have to find an answer for. That's a big question in this one. Can the post-offensive line get that push against New Deal, or will New Deal's defensive front come up big? And key number three, New Deal's new faces. If the last time you paid attention to the Lions was when they were playing in the state championship game last year, that's okay. You know, they are up there in the South Plains and in the 2A ranks. It's kind of hard to follow some of these teams, but this is a very different team. Gone are the likes of quarterback Jet Whitfield and their outstanding wide receiver DK Blaylock, and in their place are a pair of really exciting new faces. Uh, Hayden Caudill, their quarterback, has stepped up in a very big way, and they have an outstanding young running back in Larrick Eaton, who has really been outstanding for the Lions. This is a new look New Deal team. What happens when the lights turn on the brightest? Who am I picking? I'm going with Post. I think the Antelopes come home with the win on the strength of their running game and something we haven't mentioned yet, their defense. The Antelopes defense has been absolutely terrific 
all year long, and I think that they're going to be able to bottle up this New Deal attack. I think this game figures to be close, and I think there's actually a chance it's relatively low scoring because of the way that both these defenses are playing in, the fact that they both like to run the ball uh, the majority of the time. But for now, I think Post gets its big win. I like the Antelopes. Let's go out east, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Carthage as the Henderson Lions visit the rival Carthage Bulldogs. And when I say rival, I mean rival. These teams do not like each other. This is a blood feud out there in East Texas. And Carthage has really had the upper hand for the better part of the last half decade. And that's something that I know sticks in the craw of Henderson. They would love nothing more than to go and knock off Carthage at their barn. And I think they're actually well-suited to do it. They've got an outstanding running game led by Caleb Medford. Carthage, you know, for all the talk we have about their offense and their high-flying attack, quarterback Kai Horton has been fantastic. Uh, Calvante Dixon, their receiver, has been terrific as well. But the real star of Scott Surratt's squad is the defense. They have been suffocating all year long. I think they keep it going. Give me Carthage. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lions Stadium in Franklin. It's a 3A clash between the Die Ball Lumberjacks and the Franklin Lions. And running game and defense? Oh, yeah. Running game and defense. That is the name of the game in this one, as these two teams are built actually really similarly. Uh, teams that like to keep the ball on the ground and then like to punish you on defense. I'm really impressed with the way that Dearis McMillan has grounded and pounded for this die ball team, and their defense has been absolutely lights out all year long. Seth Spiller is the new name to know for Franklin. The sophomore running back has been dynamic for the Lions. They want to grind it out on the ground behind that big offensive line and let the defense do the rest of the work. I think this game is very hard-hitting, very physical, and potentially very close. But I like die ball on this one. Give me the Lumberjacks. And 7 p.m. Friday night at Gordonwood Stadium in Brownwood. It is a huge state-ranked 4A clash as the Brownwood Lions welcome in the defending state champion Waco La Vega Pirates. And what an opportunity for the Lions to inject themselves into the state championship conversation there in Region 2 as they welcome in the defending state champs. You know, what Sammy Burnett has done there at Brownwood is awful impressive, and he's got a number of weapons that lead the way. Reese Rogers and A.J. McCarty, chief among them. Uh, but this is a game where they have to match Waco La Vega physically, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, this is a La Vega team that prides itself on being the most physical team on the field in every turn, and that is going to make this game a real slugfest. Keep an eye on linebacker DeMarquise Hayes uh, for this La Vega defense. I think he is the key in this one. I think this game's very close. It's really hard to call, but I give La Vega the edge in this one. Give me the Pirates. But those are far from the only big games in week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Lake Travis beats Buda Hayes. Give me Cisco to stay hot with a win over Anson. And I like LaGrange over Belleville. Panhandle over Stanette West, Texas. Buffalo takes down Edgewood. And Vanderbilt Industrial gets a win over Hallettsville. Corpus Christi Callan beats Alice. I like Cristoval over Miles. And in a really fun game out east, I like Dangerfield in a wild one over Paul Pewitt. Arlington Lamar gets by Arlington Bowie. Give me El Paso Del Valle over El Paso Eastlake. And one of the great stories of Texas high school football this year, I think Sabine stays hot with a win over Gladewater. Barbers Hill passes its big test with a win over Port Niches Groves. Give me El Paso Hanks over El Paso Isleta. And Kerrville Tyvee beats Lockhart. Newton over Corrigan Camden. Comfort over Brady. And Manville takes down Fort Bend Willow Ridge. Down in the Valley, I like Brownsville Veterans Memorial over Brownsville Pace. Up in the Panhandle, I like Dumas to stay hot with a win over Pampa. And in Houston, I like Klein Collins over the Woodlands. 
Big rivalry game in Laredo. I like United over United South. Give me Wink to take down Van Horn. And Mission Veterans Memorial gets by La Jolla Palmview. Grandview gets a scare, but they beat Whitney. Groveton gets by Shelbyville. And Lefaria stays perfect with a win over Hidalgo. San Saba beats Crawford in two big games in San Antonio. I like San Antonio O'Connor to get by San Antonio Brennan. And give me San Antonio Wagner or San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Temple and Midway is always fun. I think the Wildcats get the win this year. Give me Catula to take down Marion. And I like Jordanton over Universal City Randolph. Iowa Park beats Bridgeport. Give me Lindsay over Seymour in a really tough game to call in the Little Southwest Conference. I like Odessa Permian over Wolfworth Friendship. Troy takes control of that wild Central Texas district with a win over Lago Vista. Give me Winthorse to beat Electra. And in our six-man game of the week, I like May over Gorman. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram at DaveCampbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 10 of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. season and as usual as is tradition i guarantee you i got at least one of those right waiting for the day that it doesn't happen I, I, the, prob the problem is that, the problem is that i i picked too many of them like, i know i picked so many yeah. that like oh i edit even the if, video i know how many you even pick. if there are even if everyone is truly a coin flip right everyone's truly a coin flip the chances of me i think we did 40 games in that video mm-hmm the chances of me going 0 for 40 on just coin flips would be just really is, cool. Is is astro is literally astronomical. That's what like, I'm saying. Like it would be really kind of cool if that happened. So like odds of winning 40, 40 coin flips in a row. Let's see. Um, I mean, I'm trying to. You might get another tweet from NASA if that happens, because that's like some crazy science stuff. See, I don't know. I gotta figure this out. I'll do the I'll do the math. Don't worry about that. But it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, anyway, it won't happen. So I'll get one all right. Yay me. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, Ish. Hey, what's up? Ishmael Johnson is here. <laughs> to, to send us off Our in, a, in a final contributor thoughts. Nice and goodbye. contributor the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Magazine, mm -hmm. which now is in some places. Yeah, some places. I saw that. So I know. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> I saw a tweet. so enthused. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet. They have them at the Hall of Fame. Okay. The Texas oh, Sports Hall of Fame. So if you're in Waco, uh, and it's got Lauren Cox in the cover. Yeah. So if you're interested, interested in that. They're in stores, uh, or they're in the, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You can go get them there. Our friend mm -hmm. Jay Black has them out there. So, But obviously, you can also order them, texasbasketball.com slash store, if you want it delivered right to your door. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had some issues with, you know, getting it out to the stores right now. I, I, I realize that. It, it is late. It's not everywhere. Buddy. You, you, It'll you, <laughs> this is a, this is a, a collection <laughs> of, like, one fifth of all the people in the world who understand this struggle yeah <laughs> because it's like me yeah. you and any other past managing yeah. editor of dave campbell's texas right. football so yes i see the tweets it is late to the stores apologies texasbasketball.com we can deliver it right to you so you wouldn't have to have that problem so uh yeah but it is yes it is out he says i see <laughs> and the tweets. in places <laughs> and congratulations tweets. to your nats 
Oh, yes. Lifelong Nats fan, obviously. Congratulations, um, buddy. Yeah. Also, congratulations to your Nats as well. They're, you know, no, mm, no they're <laughs> not my Nats. They're not my Nats. <laughs> but they're your Nats, and I'm happy for you. And another thing that makes a lot of ha- people happy Nats. is nope. America's favorite this is a segment. Nats podcast, by the way. Free money! <laughs> Free money! Our college football picks against the spread. Courtesy of a late backdoor cover last week by UTEP. <laughs> 14 uh, point rally. I went 4 and 4 last week. 4 and 4. 39 27 and 3 on the year. Uh, big, big week this week. There are eight games. And, and you're going to get them all wrong. Another, another, another day off the calendar. Every single one of them is going to be wrong. As long as there's a day off the calendar, don't I'm let closer this fool tell you how to waste your money. To, uh, to get there. So there are eight games this week. Actually, some very big spreads, which makes me very tense. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> we'll start where, Ashley? I hate this. Um, West Virginia at number 12, Baylor, 7 p.m. tonight. Shahan will be there, and he, I think he's hoping that his Baylor Bears cover that spread. 17 and a half point favorite at home. Well, the biggest thing about this is that we, we talked about in the open – there is no real reason this game should be close. Right. Unless something goes really poorly for Baylor, mm-hmm. this game shouldn't be close. Like, unless Baylor comes out super flat, or Baylor puts the ball on the ground like four times, or Baylor um, has like a major injury to a key player. Everything lines up for Baylor, both both like in the numbers as well as in like just the the everything around it. Mm. They're at home. They're coming off a bye week. They are pretty healthy. They're focused. Everything about that, all the kind of periphery, it favors Baylor. So do all the numbers, okay? West Virginia is a bad offensive team going up against a, that, that cannot run the ball, going up against a Baylor team that their defense is pretty darn good. Now, look, Baylor will... The only place that you can see this game turning would be if Baylor, for some reason, starts letting West Virginia pass on them. Mm. And I just don't think that's going to happen. West Virginia is is really a lot more of a dink and dunk team this year. Uh, Baylor has been a little bit susceptible to the dink and dunk. That is pretty much it. Every time Baylor has the ball, they're going to be there's a big advantage for them. At too many things point to Baylor in this game for me to, to not pick Baylor. I'm t- 17 and a half is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot. Two touchdowns, more than two touchdowns in a field goal. Like, that's a lot. But uh, I think they come out there, and I think that they look the part of a dominant team. Uh, I'm going to take Baylor minus 17 and a half. I think I took West Virginia to cover. Um, it's a big wh- spread. I don't – Big I don't, spread. Yeah, yeah, that's – Midweek game. Halloween. Weather's not great. Spooky mm-hmm. season. It's Halloween. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, <laughs> that is the one thing. The cold weather, if that tamps down the offense yeah. and this game is still like – it, uh, still a dominant effort in this game would be like Baylor 24, West Virginia 10. Right. Wind is huge too for yeah. – if, if West Virginia is going to try and I pass it all, wind is – it's supposed to be very windy tonight. I remember I checked the other day and kickoff was supposed to be around sub 50 uh, when, you know, in mm. Waco, so – We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I got. I got to go with West Virginia to cover. It's, it's, a, it's a big spread, but yeah, and mid- these midweek games have always been really close. Yeah. So I don't know. Speaking of big spreads, yeah, oof, this one is impressively <laughs> big. Here we go. Wait for it, and there it is. UTSA at Kyle Field. A and M is favored by thirty-eight points. I mean, Goodness. you can't you can't blame them. I mean, no. this is an SEC team. 
at home taking on not just a Conference USA team, but, a, but let's be real, a bad, bad Conference USA mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, I mean, the, o- the only thing that should scare you away from this would be the, the 38 points. Like, that's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, look, the, you know, the, the, other, the other thing about this, this is a bad UTSA defense. Mm-hmm. If this is, this is more or less Vegas putting the stamp, on, of span, stamp of approval in saying that the A&M offense we saw last week, that's the A&M offense we're seeing in this game. If that's the case, then yeah, they're going to cover the 38. Because they're pro- um, UTSA is probably not going to score more than about 10, right? And so you're talking about 48 to 10. 49 to 10 would be a cover, right? Um, you're asking them to score 49 points. I think that they do. I think that that's, that's the case. UTSA's, I just don't think UTSA's offense is going to be able to get anything going. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the big issue in this one. As a result, that's why I'm taking a and to cover the 38, believe it or not. Uh, I worry about garbage time points. I worry about garbage time Well. Man, I don't. The thing I was about to say. How, not with UTSA. How are they going to score? That's fair. That's like, true. Because uh, uh, God, if it was literally if it was any literally, other team if in if the it state, was 30, uh, yeah. other than probably UTEP, I'd worry about garbage time points. Because, yeah. but it's like, you, where, where's it going to come from? Right. If, if would, it, would it shock you? Or actually, here, here's the thing. Can A&M hold UTSA to seven? And the answer is yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah. can. Like, I think they can. And it's like okay, well then this game this game has like f- this game has like fifty eight to ten written on it. Right, <laughs> and it's like, ah, God, that's a lot of. But thirty eight's a ton. Like I totally get a it. Ton lot of points. of points. But could you also look at the score like forty one to three? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Or forty five to three. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So I yeah A and M. I think A and M covers. All right. What's next, Ashley? Big bet in there. Another um, big spread. Let's see. We've got Houston. At UCF, 11 a.m. Saturday, UCF favored at home by 22. So, UCF is not the UCF of old. They've lost two games, including they lost to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati sent out the greatest tweet of all time. Yes. In response, if you didn't see it. They did the... Uh, the, the did Disney. you remember this? Mm-mm. The Disney intro. You didn't intro. see the Disney one? It was, no. like the, it was like the Disney intro oh, where it's like, it's like they're playing the, like the, the, where, where the yeah, castle yeah. is like doing that. And instead of it saying like Disney... The oh, book, you hate said, to see it? You yeah, you hate to see, see it. it. <laughs> oh my God. I, that was awesome. I was, I was sitting on my couch with my wife and I watched that and I literally laughed aloud and she, and she uh, I scared her with, with how loud I laughed. Anyway, <laughs> this is not the UCF of old. This is not the UCF of old. Still pretty good UCF team. Yeah. Okay. Still pretty good UCF team. And most especially, their offense is still humming. Okay. Their offense is terrific. Their passing game is really good. They run the ball really effectively. And every time they have the ball, that's a problem for Houston. The other thing in this game, and I think we found out, and the reason I'm take uh, the reason I'm taking UCF minus twenty two. Now I don't like taking all these big spreads, but the bottom line of it is that H- I think we started to determine that Houston at TDECU Stadium in Houston mm-hmm. is a different team than when they go on the road. There's a trip to Orlando. It's an early kickoff. Um, I I think you know the 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 thing for me is can Houston run the ball. Can they run the ball against what's been a pretty good UCF rushing defense? Um, this is going to be, I think this game is going to be, uh, I think UCF's a, a considerable favorite for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get that thing to like 20 and a half, but I'll take the 22. I'll take I'll take uh, UCF minus 22. Yeah, same. Um, UCF's great against the run. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they're going to ask Clayton Tune to beat you. Right, they're going to ask Clayton Tune to beat you. And by the way, and by the way, their secondary is pretty good too. Pretty good. Yeah. And I believe UCF is either second or like top five in yards per game. Second. Second. So it's like all against right. the 119th ranked. Yeah, yeah they're not, not going to yeah. stop them. So yeah, no, no chance. Um, yeah, UCF covers pretty comfortably. Take UCF. What's next, Ashley? All right, up next, a matchup. I feel like that got. A bit more interesting after last week. TCU at Oklahoma State, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. OSU favored by three. TCU coming off, of course, that big win uh, last week over Texas. Got to be feeling good about themselves. Uh, Going on the road now to Stillwater to take on the Pokes. Um, And this is, again, you have to ask yourself, can Max Duggan go and do this again? Because if he can... The Oklahoma State secondary is not great. Mm-hmm. Like, the Oklahoma State secondary is not great. Uh, the real intrigue in this game is going to be when Oklahoma State has the ball. Yeah. Because that offense against the TCU defense, I think, is going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I-, I am inclined to believe that TCU turned the corner last week. Offensively. And you know what? Not only do they cover the three, I think they go to Stillwater and win. I think they went out right. I think they went out right. I'd look at a money line on this game. I'm gonna take TCU. Face. I'm gonna take TCU. <laughs> I'm gonna take TCU yeah, plus three. I, I, I do not. Oh god. <laughs> I think they turn the corner offensively because part of me is like, I don't know. Part of me wants to look at last week and just say like, you know, Texas defense is just a lot they worse than we them. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but let me ask. Which you is qu- let me ask you a question. Sure, sure. Would you take Texas defense or Oklahoma State's defense? The fact that you're thinking about it. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm also willing to seed. But, but here's the other thing. I was going to say I'm willing to see that they're going to be on the road, but at the same time, TCU on the road hasn't necessarily been a problem. That's true. And uh, Tech didn't Tech win against Oklahoma State at home? Or was that mm-hmm. uh, That Lubbock? was in Lubbock. It was, yeah, okay. it was in Lubbock. Never mind. Um, golly. I don't know. Oklahoma State's coming off a big win at Iowa State. I'm going to take the points. You're going to take the points? I will take – you know what? Here's the thing. I'll take – I'll take TCU because it's Gary Patterson against a quarterback who's been known to make mistakes this year. Mm-hmm. Spencer Sanders has thrown a lot of picks. Um, granted, he is a freshman. He's making freshman mistakes. 124th in, in an interception uh, rating. Yeah. Interception rate. He has 13 touchdowns and 10 picks. TCU, 21st in defensive uh, interception rate. So, yeah, I'm going to give Gary Patterson and TCU a benefit of the doubt and say that TCU can win outright as well. Go Frogs. What's next? The barn burner that is UTEP at North Texas, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. UNT favored by 23. Let's hear it. Ashley, you going to be there? I will be. Yeah, it's it's homecoming. I've got a I got duties to do. What do you mean? I uh, I won homecoming last year, so I've got to got to be there and pass on the crown. Mm. Bearing the lead there. (laughs) Homecoming queen Ashley Pickle. It, yeah, that happened. Why have you not brought in the crown? Uh, I will you bring it? So, so tomorrow's your last day with the crown? Uh, no, I think they get a new crown. Like I think I get to keep my crown. Uh, the trophies. Thing okay, is but, cooler uh, but, than the crown. but tomorrow's the last day of your reign of terror. Yes. Okay, that's true. last day. Tomorrow's the last day of your reign of terror. I'm not I'm, wearing this crown. I'm asking <laughs> you a personal favor. I <laughs> do no. Okay. I didn't even wear it when I. I literally won, walked off the field, went and changed to go back out in MC and didn't okay, even wear it then. Not wearing it. Hold on. Let's, let's negotiate here. This is a negotiation. Not wearing it. Live on the air. No, I'm not going to ask you to wear the crown. Okay? Do you have a sash? 
Uh, I have a homecoming court sash, but not like a winter sash. Will you wear the homecoming court sash on the air tomorrow for Mailbag Friday? I'll consider. We got a lot of troops in the comments. You should do it for the troops. troops. <laughs> I, go. Do you hate the troops? Do you hate the troops? I love the troops. <laughs> Thank I, I you, don't know about you very I, much. I know, we I stand well, the Ishmael, troops Ishmael, I don't know about you. No, I love the troops. No, no. I, do, I love the troops You love the troops too? Oh, okay. Uh, Ashley, do you love the troops? I do. Because I think the troops want the sash. I, no, I'm going to speak on behalf of the troops. They, oh, you cannot do that, first off. <laughs> Second off, no. Oh, okay. Someone said do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is Daniel Agnew a troop, though? You you believe that doesn't seem important. He's an American. <laughs> All right, let's troop, to, troops request that Ashley wear the sash. Let yeah, please log in and say I'm a troop and I'm, I'm a troop. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into let's get to UTEP and North Texas. This is my perfect game. Is it because it is the two rules of betting in Texas this year uh-huh. colliding, don't which is North one, yeah. don't bet North Texas, <laughs> and two, UTEP doesn't get blown out. <laughs> that is true. I'm taking UTEP plus 23. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a great one. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have any, tr- I don't have any North trust Texas in North Texas. North Texas will win this game, no, yeah. but it'll end up being a 17-point game right. or a 10-point game. That's the way it's going to be. It'll be 30 to 10. Yes, 30 to 10. I'm taking North, yeah. te- I'm taking uh, UTEP minus And everyone will be miserable in yes. the cold. Yes. So, yeah. But go out there and see Ashley. D- yeah, Tony brings up a good point, too. He said, uh, no, 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 make Tepper wear the sash. So what no. if I wear the sash and you wear it's the not, crown? That's like, no, you can't <laughs> No, I, don't, I would not, you know what? I would not disgrace the good name of North stolen Texas Valor. Homecoming. That's Stolen Valor. That's Stolen Valor. What's next, Ashley? <laughs> He's laughing so hard over there, <laughs> if anyone was wondering. Um, another Conference USA matchup. Marshall at Rice, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Marshall favored on the road by 10.5. You know, it's, it's weird because Marshall's actually a really pretty good team. Um, they're, they're a pretty good team, which makes this a really interesting line at only 10.5 against a winless Rice team. But let's also remember that Rice has tended to be better at home, which I think is part of the, part of this thing. Um, if you're looking at Rice, this is not, or I'm sorry, if you're looking at Marshall, this is not a particularly inspiring offensive team. They're just kind of uh, bobbing along. But then again, the Rice defense, especially against the pass, has not been good. Uh, on the other side, look, Marshall's defense is, is, is probably its strength. They're probably better defensively, which is going to be bad for Rice in this one. Um, I would love to say that Rice... All keeps this thing within single digits, but I just don't see it, and I've been burned too many times. I'm taking Marshall minus ten and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Marshall as well. I think that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's an intriguing line. I was like, I was like, mm, only ten and a half, huh? Yeah, but it's facing pretty good competition. Rice, you know, they got twenty to six versus South Southern Miss, thirty-five uh, twenty against UAB. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know against decent competition. They've lost by the one. The one thing to watch here. Marshall runs the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that they do really well. Sure. And if you are um, if you are Rice, they their rush defense has been fine. Mm-hmm. It's been okay. So my question is, are they able to slow down uh, this rushing attack led by Brendan Knox? That's the big question. If they if they slow it down, then Rice is going to be able to hang in it. But if they start running wild, then that's going to open up the passing game, which we know their secondary struggles. Uh, I am going to take Marshall minus ten and a half. Two more to go, Ashley. Up next, it is uh, Ish's favorite Bobcats mm-hmm. on the road against Louisiana, uh, 4 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Raging Cajuns favored by 22 and a half. Well, you go to Ishmael Johnson for the breakdown of this game. Yeah, you take oh, you oops. take Lafayette. Oh, really? Yeah, you take Lafayette. Though not even not even considering 
kind of how underwhelming Texas State has been. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they historically they've always struggled against Lafayette. Um, really, it doesn't matter the state of either program. Even when Lafayette was struggling under Mark Hudspeth last mm-hmm. year's, um, this is always a game. I believe the closest game they had was like two years ago, and it was like twenty-four to seven. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it's a game. It's a matchup that's just never favored Texas State. I don't know if it's just the state of where both programs are in terms of player development, because it's always seemed like in the trenches, Lafayette's always consistently dominated offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. So I would take uh, Lafayette pretty comfortably. Here. The other thing is that it, I, I feel like Lafayette's going to be able to run wild on them. Sure. Is that the rush defense. Texas rush defense has not been good has this not been season. Good. And uh, Jensen's still in concussion protocol, so it looks like it's still Tyler Vitt, which, mm, you know, sure, we've seen, that, we've seen the story before. Um, I don't know if that means we'll see a little bit of Cedric Case or Jalen Gibson because um, I know he has been practicing with the quarterbacks again. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But you're asking me – you're asking if Lafayette scores, you know, what's the spread again? It's 20, 22 and a half. 22 and a half. Te- Lafayette scores 24. Like, I'm not going to – like, it wouldn't surprise me if Texas State has none. Or if they score really? 27 and they score three, right? Like mm. – Okay, yeah. I'm gonna. T- uh, you convince me. I'm gonna take Louisiana. I'm gonna take Louisiana minus twenty two and a half. I was kind of on the fence. Change your so picks that. again. Yeah. <laughs> What's next, Ashley? What's the last one? We said we weren't gonna do that anymore. <laughs> um, the big big matchup, number fifteen SMU heading over to number twenty four Memphis, six thirty p.m. Saturday. Memphis favored by six at home, where college game day will be at. Yes. Uh, biggest group of five game of the year. Um, The winner of this game is in the driver's seat for the AAC championship and and therefore in the driver's seat for a New Year's Six Bowl, probably the Cotton Bowl. Um, It's a massive game. It's a massive game. Um, And I would love, love, love to take SMU in this game. I would love to because I I think that they are are a fantastic story. I think they've been a lot of fun to watch. But I also think that this is going to be um, their, easily their toughest game of the year. On the road, taking on a Memphis team that's going to be motivated, taking on a Memphis team that can score in bunches. And you talk about a team that uh, scores quickly. Um, there's and th- there's just a, there's a couple there's a couple of things that that kind of give me a little bit of pause here as far as SMU is concerned. One of them is that. You know, SMU's rush defense has been really good, but I also know if, I also don't know if they've been tested like they're going to be tested against Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis can also throw the ball pretty well, pretty effectively. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that this is probably a game that leans towards Memphis in this one. And as a result, I'm going to take Memphis minus six. I know Bill Conley's FP Plus really likes Memphis in this game. They've like 13 or 14. Yeah, I was about to say, they don't like SMU. The numbers don't like SMU at all. Yeah. I believe, they believe, I believe SP Plus has them around 40th yeah. in the nation. I, 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 would love, I would love to take this, and I do think that the SMU offense is going to have a chance to get some points mm-hmm. in this game, but I worry about can their defense stand up to it, especially you know what we saw last week against uh, against Houston. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take – it pains me, but I'm going to take Memphis minus six. Yeah, so so Kenneth Gainwell is incredible for Memphis. Yes. Um, he's averaging nearly, I believe, seven, basically over seven yards of carry, mm-hmm. a little bit over seven yards of carry. He hasn't been held to a hundred less than 100 yards since beginning of September. And granted, Shahan brought up this good point on Republican football where – Big time rushers haven't really hurt SMU this year. Right. They've let them they've let big time rushers have big games and they just shut down either the quarterback or they just let that kind of 
Fester has its own thing, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, look, Trey Siggers got his own yards. I'm trying to think of another rusher who had a big game against them. Um, uh, where's uh, Darius Anderson has mm-hmm. a big game, but we'll make sure Max Duggan doesn't do anything. Here's the problem with that. I think Kenneth Gainwell will have a big game, but also Brady White is a very good quarterback. That's the problem. And is- he's, he's also at home. We've talked about Kellen Mond at home. Mm-hmm. Here's Brady White's numbers at home. Almost 76 completion percentage, uh, 1,063 yards, 10 touchdowns, one pick. Mm. He is insane at home. Well, and that's that's kind of the thing. You take a look at every time. Basically, they've t- they've taken on SMU's taken on one good co- one really good quarterback that they've shut down. That was Mason Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, the Arkansas State quarterback threw for 324. Um, the Tulsa quarterback threw for 346, and then last week Clayton Toon yeah. threw for 407. That's what concerns me. I mm-hmm. think that the offensive balance of Memphis is just going to be a little bit too much for the SMU defense, and as a result, I'm going to take Memphis minus six. Yep. So those are your free money picks. I like Baylor minus 17.5. I like A&M minus 38. I like Central Florida minus 22. And I'm against Houston. I like TCU plus three at Oklahoma State. I like UTEP plus 23 at North Texas. I like Marshall minus 10.5 at Rice. I like Louisiana minus 22.5 at home against Texas State. And I like Memphis minus six at home against SMU. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Actual favorite segment. So are um, we going to get uh, the sash? Have the troops requested it? Kevin Higginbotham says hello from a very cold and snowy Colorado. Okay. Awesome. And then, yes, every other final thought comment was about the dumb sash. And? I'll consider it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just asking what the there, Okay, for the record, there is the a way. Want. Yes, they want the sash. But there is a way better story revolving homecoming than me actually winning it that I could tell gladly tomorrow. That's uh, what I'm tomorrow saying. while you're wearing the sash. Well, no, the sash doesn't need to be there. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the sash is an important part. I'm just saying You're that, a method actor. you got to put it back in there. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that Ishmael, I've always, one of the things I've always admired about Ishmael is yeah. that he's a man of the people. Yeah. He listens to the people mm-hmm. and what the people want, the people get. Yeah. I aspire to be like that. I, I don't know if I'm the kind of man of the people that he, he is. He is just like vomiting out of his mouth Ashley, right now. Like the Ashley, words. What about are, what about blah, you? Blah, Would blah, you say that you're a woman of the people? Blah 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 blah. Just keep keeps running it. Would you say you're a woman of the people? And that'll do it for us. <laughs> Vince Young, come get your player of the year trophy. <laughs> That's my line. Yeah. Well. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Abilene Cooper, Coach Aaron Rohn for being our guest. For Ishmael Johnson and the soon-to-be-sashed Ashley Pickle, I'm uh, Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be our player of the year. Trophy. Please drive safe tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Football today.